Thursday, March 4th, 2021. This is the Hermetic Hour, and I'm your host, Pope Runyon. And tonight we present a discussion on recent reports of an alleged underground war being waged by American Special Forces soldiers against a coalition of traitors and demonic aliens in a subterranean network of dumbs deep underground military bases connected to a tunnel network excavated and still inhabited by ancient satanic humanoids usually described as demons. This vast underground network is said to extend worldwide. It was first revealed to the public in 1886 by French writer Alexandre Saint-Yves de Alverdre, who claimed it was a subterranean kingdom under Tibet with tunnels that reached everywhere in the world. It was forgotten until 1922 when Ferdinand Ossendowski exposed it again in his bestseller, Beasts, Men, and Gods. And although he may have gotten the story from the mad baron of Mongolia, uh, Roman von Ungern Sternberg, who probably got it from the St. Eve's book, or perhaps from the drunken High Lama of Mongolia, who probably got it from the Mad Baron. In any case, a science fiction writer, who was also mad, Richard S. Shaver, re-ran it as a series of truth-based fictional adventures and amazing stories right after the end of World War II. Shaver gathered a fan base of true believers, including this reporter at age 16. This evil underworld, peopled by satanic mutants, armed with ancient ray machines which could be used for mind control, sadistic torture, or seduction. It made great pulp fiction. And even after I outgrew Shaver, I couldn't resist making a movie based on his mystery. In 2007, we released Beyond Lemuria, which includes all of the elements the present underground war reports are featuring. Government and military involvement, satanic depravity, child trafficking, and UFO super science. In 2007, we re-released the film in a second edition with more documentation on the Shaver mystery. Tonight, we will focus on these current reports and the actual evidence of these underground facilities. So, if you want to know what's really down there, stay tuned, and we'll go down the rabbit hole. Oh, boy, here we go again. After World War II and the atomic bomb came the Shavers mystery, a fictionalized revelation of an evil underground empire of satanic mutants called Daros, who inhabited the abandoned borings of ancient high-tech aliens who had fled the planet after the sinking of Atlantis. These Daros terrorized human cavern dwellers and surface people with mind-reading and brainwashing ray machines and death rays. They kidnapped surface people for sex trafficking, cannibalism, and vampirism. This ancient underworld was a metaphor for medieval Tartarus. As I said in the introduction, it was great pulp fiction. 
And when I was a teenager, I believed it. And when a woman burned up from the inside out, just around the corner from my house, I thought the Darrows had been aiming at me and had hit her by mistake. In the paranoia of the Shaver mystery, one comes to believe that if you know about the Darrows, they know about you. It was like Big Brother is watching you in Orwell's 1984. I grew out of this delusion in my senior year in high school. Now I am trying not to go back into it. If Shaver's underworld is real, as it may be, it has to be in a parallel world, another dimension. His Darrows, like UFOs, appear and disappear at will. His ancient caverns may still be there, but the inhabitants are living in a different now of the simultane. And if you want to understand about nows and the simultane, I refer you to the second edition of our docudrama, Beyond Lemuria. But be sure you get the DVD version. It has Shaver's description of the simultane theory. Wherever Shaver's underworld is, the network where the current war supposedly began is fairly modern, and it was mostly constructed early in the bomb shelter era of the Cold War from 1949 to the 1970s. It consists of deep underground military bases called by their anagram DUMS. It includes networks of existing mines, excavations under government buildings, such as the Capitol and the White House and the Pentagon, and tunnel connections that allegedly branch out nationwide. The NORAD complex in Colorado is the installation most often YouTubed. And we often hear about a huge base under Area 51, but no visuals on that as yet. This DUMS network also connects to an earlier urban underground, the subways, sewers, and utility tunnels that lie beneath our great cities. In shaveristic metaphor, these modern catacombs have become the home of a new race of trolls or kobolds, sprung from the homeless refugees of the welfare state. They have been called the New York Mole People, and there is a video documentary on them. Let me be sure you you add New York to the mole people because otherwise you're going to end up with a uh, with a 1950s horror film. The Shaver novel that describes a Darrow-controlled city under New York, where most of the satanic activity presently blamed on the Hollywood Illuminati, that's pedophilia, child trafficking, cannibalism, and vampirism, takes place in that in this. This novel is entitled The Masked World. And it was first published in Amazing Stories in May 1946. It has since been reprinted four times. The Masked World describes an underground city which is literally parasitic upon Manhattan. Truckloads of food drive down into the underworld daily. Surface-dwelling New Yorkers are kidnapped or lured into slavery, especially young women, to satisfy the jaded, sadistic tastes of the satanic rulers of this underworld. Although it is easy to dismiss this as a metaphoric version of actual New York City, the satanic orgy described in Shaver's novel is so much like Maria Abramovich's spirit cooking event in 2017 that it makes me wonder, and 
The description of the orgy in the mask world is just as unpleasant to read as Maria's video of her cannibal feast is to watch. Rather than read from the mask world itself, I will read the documentary footnotes that Shaver garnished all his stories with. They tell the story in their own way. This particular version of the mask world is from Palmer's Hidden World, summer 1961. But as I said, the story was originally published in Amazing in uh, May 1946. Okay, here's the first footnote. Indeed, the slothfulness of upper-class members of the underworld in certain groups and areas. They lie about all day long, slaves spoon the food into their mouths, remove their offal, wash them. Dreams from the dream neck, stimulating pleasure rays from the stim mic are their life. It is their sloth that is responsible for the horrible conditions in some of the underworld's largest peopled areas. They have the power to correct, but will not do so, nor let others do so. Now, that's describing the leaders of the, of the Daros. So let's get over to the next footnote. And this is a rather lengthy one. Under our feet, the mask world goes on its evil-consuming way. The future of all men is squandered there in endless orgies, whose nature no surface man can comprehend. For words will not tell of the pleasures of the stem mech, of the pleasures of sadism made infinitely more so by the augmentation of the body's and the mind's impulses, and likewise for the torments of the victim. They are made infinitely more painful by augmentation of all of the body's nerve messages. That future that they squander is the minds of men able to understand the uncorroded machines that are their ancient power, able to understand the necessity for study of the ancient lore that abounds still in the endless labyrinths of the masked world. For the area of the masked world is greater by far than the surface area of Earth, for the dense stone of the deep caverns keeps out even the slightest trace of dampness from the miles of sea even overhead. And there are as many levels to the greatest old buildings of the ancients within the rock of the underworld as there are floors to a skyscraper, and more besides. For if there is one thing noticed down there, it is that there are always more passages, more levels above and below, more and more endless of the ancient city that covered the whole world deep under the surface. Multiply the floor area of a skyscraper by the area of the United States, and you may get some idea of the immense and largely unexplored area of the older world. It is a world that the rulers of the few existent entries keep choked off of all development because they fear all intelligent growth, for they are deficient. These rays lying about unused everywhere about the endless corridors of the dense, unyielding rock. Any one of these ancient mechanisms would revolutionize all surface science. But the rulers of the mask world are too devilishly mean to give the surface man even one tiny bit of that ancient science for study, one bit of that endlessly intricate mech for analysis. That is fear of what we might do with it. And a thing as craven as that is 
not worthy of our fear. I say to you who fear these worm-like spirits, who keep these things from us, these non-existent souls of more evil of those below, fear them not and bring about what we know must be brought about before man can advance into his future. And Shaver, of course, is appealing to us to do what some people claim we're doing right now, and that's cleaning out the underworld. And, of course, one of the things that I keep thinking is, you know, I, I tried to keep an old Macintosh G4 going for 20 years with the original software, and it's totally obsolete. So what What about these ancient machines? My God, you know, they're over 10,000 years old. Now, who, who's going to be able to get them up and running? But that's one of the things that makes me kind of wonder about you know, whether or not there's any credibility to this. But anyway, let me get over to the next footnote. This is about the uh, the teleportation machine. This is very much like the one in Star Trek. You know, beam me up, Scotty. Just another reason why modern techs must get down into the caves and clean them out. The modern evil down there... It is hot on the trail of just that secret in the teleportation. The reason why they want it is, is that not only does it enable you to teleport yourself all over the place, but when you do so, when you're reconstituted, you're younger. So, according to Shaver, teleportation is a way to physical immortality. And this would mean the end of hope for the future of man. At present, the worst, and this is the under the underworld, are said to use baby blood transfusions to fight age. And this is something, by the way, that we mentioned in Beyond Lemuria. I remember in, in Beyond Lemuria, the, the spy master, the spy master is talking to uh, talking to Colonel Rich, the agent, and he says that, that Nudescu, the, the villain, is 107 years old, and, and uh, the colonel says, oh, I've seen this guy. He doesn't look that old. And, and Max, the spy master, says, he uses baby blood. They've been doing it for years. And uh, <laughs> the colonel says, oh, the fountain of youth. And then his control, Max, says, some of us have children, colonel. That's not funny. <laughs> By the way, um, the evil Darrow's here on the surface managed to get the whole vampirism thing legalized so that they can legally uh, use blood for, for their vampiristic version of immortality. Okay, here's the next one. Rocks can be sent through rocks which seems impossible because of the nature of telesolidograph focus, which brings the pressure to bear only at the focus of all the rays. They are no longer rocks under ray pressure. Their parts in long gauge stretch become like photons or subphotons, are carried along as part of the ray flow. So it is that matter may be sent along a ray to be precipitated once again. The scanning apparatus directs a small flow of the dissolving ray over the focus of the teleport, solidograph receiver, unseen at the subject's end of the ray, but visible on the screen as a solid. Apparently, the whole thing happens within the screen. But in reality, tremendous forces are under remote control and they are at the other end of the ray and the scanner dissolves the solidograph image in the screen. The matter disappears at the other end. If the thing happens slowly, living matter could not survive the long time interval. It would bleed as the ray tore it away bit by bit and reassembled it at the other end. The heart of the thing 
is a scanner of intricate and rapid nature, coupled with a telescopograph, which makes an image of anything upon which it is focused anywhere in three dimensions. The scanner controls the dissolving ray at that end and likewise controls the duplicate scanner, which contains a precipitating ray, which neutralizes the pressure of the ray bearing the matter and thus causes a precipitation which is controlled entirely by the speed and the quality of the pickup scanner at the other end, though both scanners are located right in the machine. This is as near as I can come to describing the apparatus. All of Shaver's stories contain footnotes like this, his pseudoscience, which, of course, infuriated a lot of people. <laughs> okay, this one relates to some UFOs or extraterrestrials who sank and they landed in Long Island Sound, and the Darrows discovered them and tried to wipe them out. And uh, my lovers is met men not knowing of space travel, space lovers. They speak English. There are many traveling space who do speak English, having left Earth centuries ago on spaceships from the cavern stores and never returned to Earth. These strange visitors were English-speaking wanderers of the space, accidentally coming back to the place their forefathers left. They may have come back, but they didn't survive. Now, let's see. Next footnote. This is about uh, an incident of spontaneous combustion. I'll read the text reference to it. His relief at finding his pain had been a dream short-lived, for even as his exploring fearful hands felt his body, the heat began to increase, and he was not dreaming. Dreams are darn funny things when they keep, keep on after you wake up. He tried to get up, but the heat was increasing. He could not rise. In a few minutes, he died. His whole body is smoldering char. His nightdress was not even scorched. And when the coroner examined the charred corpse... And then in the footnote is, see the notes of Charles Fort for several of these deaths. And this was, of course, uh, the one that, as I said, happened right around the corner from my house in 1947. This lady, Mary Reeser, burned up from the inside out, and all that was left was her foot and her ankle and, and, and her shoe. And the chair she was sitting in wasn't even wasn't even hardly burned at all. And, you know, as I said, I this right around the corner from my house, I could smell it. And, uh, you know, I I was deep into Shaver, reading it all the time, and and I thought, uh-oh, they were aiming at me, and they hit, it, they hit poor old Mary by mistake. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next footnote. I think this is giving you a pretty good picture of what the Shaver stories are like. You know, you read, his, read his footnotes. See here. Oh, some of these tiny slave girls were not long ago wobbling across Fifth Avenue on their high heels. They are now on police blotters as missing. Left a note saying, going to end it all, disappointed and loved. Any obvious fabrication will do to evade the necessity of admitting publicly that the Marvs, M-A-R-V-S, the Marvs, got another one. And the footnote on the Marvs is, and Marvs is a slang term for the well-known voices. You know, the voices in your head. And let me see here. Uh, as describing the chief of the underworld, Bonner, about his waist was a very wide jeweled belt, 
and in the belt was thrust a multitude of peculiar weapons. As he walked, the weapons built for men of three times Bonner's short six-foot size swung and banged about his knees. And the footnote down here says, the elder race seems to have averaged about 20 feet, as near as can be judged. And, of course, there, a modern man or, or, or a tarot could hardly even pick up one of their rifles, but their pistols, yeah, you, you, you could pick up one of their pistols, but, but you'd have to use it like, a, hey, you know, like an assault rifle. Well, let's move right along. Yeah, I think I'm just about out of footnotes. Anyway, those footnotes will give you, will give you kind of a, of a good idea of what a shaver story is like. As I said, though, the Darrow's under New York in this story. We're going to have an annual satanic feast, and of course, it was going to feature cannibalism and, and everything. It, it, it was just about like that terrible video that Maria Abramovich staged. It makes you wonder how much of this pedophile, Illuminati, satanic, underground conspiracy may be replicated in the Shaver mystery or inspired by it, or perhaps even in the, even in the other dimension, this sort of thing may really be going on somewhere. The underground bases are real, and the underground network is extensive. And I want to just mention that it wasn't all built after World War II. Most of it uh, that we're dealing with now today was built after World War II. It was uh, security from the bomb, you know, like a bomb shelter. And yet, underground military facilities have been around for a long, long, long time. And I had, quite frankly, I went in one, and it may surprise some of you folks here in the Los Angeles area to know this, but Palace Verdes, uh, the big promontory, you know, uh, right south of Long Beach, Palos Verdes sticking out there into the Pacific. That big rock is honeycombed with underground installations, huge underground installations that you can drive into. And I remember back when I was when I was in the reserve, Special Forces Reserve, I actually drove in a jeep. We actually drove. Uh, in one of those tunnels under Palos Verdes. And it was like Corregidor in Manila Bay. You know, Corregidor is that big rock in Manila Bay, uh, like Gibraltar, that uh, was honeycombed. And they had uh, coast artillery batteries and military headquarters and everything. And, uh, you know, this is what this is what's under Palos Verdes. And there's a couple of forts right guarding uh, guarding New York, uh, that were still in, in use all the way up to World War II, a couple of a couple of forts guarding Long Island Sound that were built during the war between the states. And we have installations all over the country like this. They weren't just built right after World War II or or you know during the Cold War. Most of them were, but we've but we we got them left over from you know from the the Civil War. This underground network is very extensive. So if there is something going on down there right now, if there is some kind of a political power, military power struggle, well, it's possible that it doesn't involve any illegal aliens or, uh, or <laughs> illegal aliens maybe, but, you know, or extraterrestrial aliens. It's very possible that, that it doesn't. But there have been a lot of reports 
uh, on the Internet that, yeah, that there are demonic kind of entities down there. And Satanism gets mentioned constantly. And so this makes naturally makes us wonder if the, if it doesn't have some connection with the old Shiver mystery. Now, in our film, Beyond Lemuria, especially in the second edition, you're going to see actual military activity. You know, uh, we, we actually uh, shoot one of the Darrows oh, with a weapon we call the Dazzler. It's a, it's, well, it is it's a huge flashlight because naturally these uh, creatures live underground. So this, this uh, Darrow appears, and we hit him with the Dazzler, and he disappears immediately, you know. And you, you, we see that that's one of the scenes in the in, in the film. So we have we have the military involved in the in, in the film down in the caves, and we filmed the underground sequences in a cavern called Pluto's Cave up there under Mount Shasta. And according to these reports that we're getting about this war, that there is underground facility under Mount Shasta, according to each of these reports. And, of course, these, uh, these lava tubes are very extensive up there. And we, uh, so our uh, satanic counterparts from the, from the surface world down there going through the caves. If you're interested in this whole thing, I certainly encourage you to get a hold of our film. And please get the DVD version called Beyond the Maria Second Edition, because the DVD is the one that, that has the, the new uh, Shaver material. And, of course, the original uh, 2007 version is still available, but it is twice as expensive because we, we cut the price down for the second edition. It's only nine ninety five, whereas the, the original is, is still about, about $15. So I strongly recommend that you get the, uh, the second edition. Anyway, that's about all we have on this subject. And next week we'll be back with more Hermetic Magic. And until then, good magic and don't let the arrows get you. Save big at Vons and Albertsons. This week, get Challenger Danish Creamery Butter 13 to 16 ounces for $3.47 each with digital coupon. Limit four. Plus, get Waterfront Bistro Extra Large Cooked Shrimp 26 to 30 count for $4.92 per pound with digital coupon. Sold in a two-pound bag. Limit two bags. And it's the final week to play game on at Vons and Albertsons. Buy three participating items to earn a code. Enter code online for a chance to win. Rules and details at GameOnSoCal.com. Visit VonsAndAlbertsons.com or head in store for more deals. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.